Joe Biden, CDC, completely screws the pooch on messaging about vaccines and masks. Joe Biden wants the IRS to have billions of dollars more. And we prepare for Joe Biden's big congressional speech tonight. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. Okay, so here is the deal, folks. You're spending way too much money on your cell phone bill, like way too much money. And it is super easy to stop doing this. All you need to do is head on over to my friends over at Pure Talk USA. Thousands of customers are canceling the nation's largest wireless providers. That's because they found out they get the exact same service at half the price by switching over to Pure Talk. So right, instead of charging you obscene fees to pay for their big mainstream media campaigns and corporate campuses and retail outlets across the country, Pure Talk passes the savings on to you. The average family saves over eight hundred bucks a year, which is a lot of money. And switching is again really, really easy when you use Pure Talk USA. You can keep your phone, you can keep your number, or you can get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just thirty bucks a month. And if you're saying to yourself, wait, six gigs of data, I need more than that. Well, here's the thing. If you go over on the data, they're not going to charge you for it. So you really have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month. That is pound 250, say my name, Ben Shapiro. And you will save 50% off your very first month of Pure Talk USA coverage. And you'll be saving down the road because, again, hundreds of dollars a year saved against the traditional wireless providers. Again, dial pound 250, say my name, Ben Shapiro, to get started with my friends over at Pure Talk USA. Okay, so... Joe Biden's approval ratings when it comes to COVID are really high, like in the 60s. Most Americans think he's done a wonderful job with COVID, and that is really just an after effect of the reality, which is that the COVID pandemic is waning. When things get better, generally speaking, the president gets the credit, even if he has nothing to do with them. And the fact is that Joe Biden had pretty much nothing to do with COVID getting better across the country. In fact, Joe Biden has in many ways made things worse. Why? Well, his messaging when it comes to masking and the vaccines is completely ridiculous, completely ridiculous. So first of all, when it came to the tranching out of the vaccines, they were developed under the Trump administration, not the Biden administration. The plan for distribution was the was the Donald Trump plan, which was then implemented by Joe Biden. It was done by state. States differ widely on their ability to vaccine vaccinate their citizens. So what does that leave for Joe Biden to do? Well, basically, the only thing left for Joe Biden to do was spread one message and one message only. You should get the vaccine. And if you get the vaccine, you will be able to go back to your regular life. It was a very simple message, and it was the message that was backed by science, because the reality is that as more and more Americans get the vaccine, and millions of Americans have already had COVID, we are reaching herd immunity. It's why you've seen the rates of COVID plummeting in a huge number of places around the globe, including in the United States. It's why you have seen that the people who are still getting COVID right now are people who are younger and healthier, which is why the death stats and the hospitalization stats across the nation are way lower than they were anywhere near the height of the pandemic. And again, as more and more people get vaccinated, forget about herd immunity. Those people are basically impervious to COVID. The, the, the rates of, of hospitalization and death from COVID after you've had the vaccine are extraordinarily low, much, much lower in many cases than the flu. If you have a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, for example, those are 99% protective against serious disease and death, which means that it is now much riskier for you to be walking around without a flu vaccine than it is to walk around with a Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. In fact, statistics tend to suggest because the flu vaccine is less effective than those vaccines that actually when it comes to the flu, even if you're vaccinated for the flu, you may be safer having gotten the vaccine for COVID than having gotten the vaccine for flu. Okay, so those are just data realities. The vaccines are an unbelievable, extraordinary scientific miracle. And we also know from the data that if you you have the vaccine, you are not passing this on to other people. Just as a general rule, you are not passing this on to other people. It is very difficult for you to get it. It is very difficult for you to pass it on. 
The notion that you are going to be a main vector of spread is just a lie. Okay, so this is a really easy messaging routine for for Joe Biden. And it's important because if you want to reach herd immunity, you need maybe 60% of the population, 50% of the population to either have had COVID or to have the vaccine. And to get to that number, you have to encourage a bunch of people who may not be at supremely high risk of dying of COVID to get the vaccine in order to prevent it from spreading to other people. We do this with a lot of different vaccines in the United States. We encourage people to get the vaccine even if they are not at very high specific risk because we don't actually want them to pass on the disease to somebody who may be at a higher specific risk. It's why it's good for 21-year-olds or 22-year-olds to get a COVID vaccine, even if they're young and healthy. Right now, on an individual level, it may not make any difference because you're not going to die of COVID at 20 or 21 as a general rule. But in terms of the overall system, you don't want to pass it on to mom and dad. There are only a couple of reasons that I got the COVID vaccine. One was I have parents in their 60s. I didn't want to pass it on to them. The second was the bigger reality for people who are 20 or 21 so you can get back to regular life. So you can take off the mask and go back to your regular life. Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins University did an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal just maybe about six weeks ago in which he said, listen, once you've had the second dose of the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, you should take off the mask and you should get back to regular life. But Joe Biden cannot say this. He refuses to say this. The CDC refuses to say this. So there are only a couple of rationales for their utter confusion over this. And neither one of them has anything to do with science. One is the possibility that bureaucracies just love power. Bureaucracies love being in charge of you. Bureaucrats are not important people unless they are controlling your life. If you've never heard of a bureaucrat, and if that bureaucrat doesn't affect you, that bureaucrat is not important. Bureaucrats feel important when they get to control every area of your life. And so the bureaucrats at the CDC, people like Anthony Fauci over at the NIAID, these these folks at some level must get off on the power because there's really no data explanation for the way they're acting with regard to masking and vaccines at this point. And so that is explanation number one is that they just love the power. Explanation number two is that bureaucratic organizations are sclerotic. It takes them a really long time to come to conclusions that normal people can come to very, very quickly. It's why the FDA holds up approval on drugs that people know are basically okay to use years after people know that they're okay to use them. The FDA will will spend years holding things up in the pipeline. And one of the great untold stories about the development of the COVID vaccine is how government regulations prevented the development of the COVID vaccine faster. It was not the government that made the COVID vaccine happen. It was private industry that made the COVID vaccine happen. You know when the coding, the mRNA coding was done for the COVID vaccine? The mRNA coding for the COVID vaccine was widely available. It had already been coded one week, one week after the Chinese government put out the genetic code for COVID. As in January, 2020, by January, 2020, before this had even hit America in large numbers, like a month and a half before that, the coding for the vaccine was already available. It then took, because of government inefficiencies, it then took another 10 months for these vaccines to be rolled off the line. Okay, so the government has been pretty bad throughout this entire process. When people look at how COVID was, and then they say, well, the government... Thank God for the government. I just wonder, like, what government are you talking about? Seriously, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, the reality is that the people you should be thanking your lucky stars for are the doctors in Big Pharma, the people you love to hate. Okay, so anyway, we are now at the end of this pandemic. That is clear by all the numbers. The pandemic numbers have been shrinking. We People should be going out. They should be living their lives, particularly after they've been vaccinated. Okay, and yet the CDC can't get off it. And Joe Biden can't get off of it. So yesterday, they issued brand new guidance. They're always a year late, late on everything. So their brand new guidance was you, if you are vaccinated, only if you're vaccinated, can take off your mask outside. Now, this is absurd. It's absurd. 
The reality is that if you were not within spitting distance of somebody, even before the vaccine, you should have been outside without a mask. There's no, outside was not where people were getting this thing. A very, very small number of cases were picked up outside when people were at least mildly socially distanced. And this is, this is just a fact from early on in the pandemic, there were studies that were coming out of Wuhan that showed like one, I mean like in absolute numbers, one infection in Wuhan that was had outdoors and it was because two people were standing right next to each other and spitting in each other's faces basically. And so we knew very early on that outdoors is not where you get this thing. And then you'll recall that the entire scientific establishment said that it was okay to be outdoors spitting on each other so long as you were doing it for George Floyd. Then it was fine. If you had mass protests in the streets, that was fine. If you had a party in your backyard, that was super duper bad. Okay, but we've known for a very long time that shutting down parks is idiotic. We've known for a very long time that we weren't getting this thing from surfaces. If you've been following the news, you knew this stuff a year in advance of the CDC. So finally, the CDC announced after a long wait that if you're vaccinated, you should be able to take off your mask outside. Now, there are two problems with this. One was, as I mentioned, even if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't be wearing a mask outside so long as you're not within like three feet of somebody else. Okay, but number two is that if you're vaccinated, you should be able to take off your mask inside, inside with anyone else because you are now safe from COVID. There are rare individuals who may not be safe. They're rare. They are statistically rare. Once you've had the COVID vaccine, I don't care if it's Johnson & Johnson or Moderna or Pfizer, once you've had the vaccine, go back to your regular life. Be around whoever you want. Go to populous areas. You're fine. Okay, but the CDC just can't bear to say it. They can't bear it, whether it's because of their sclerotic incompetence or whether it is because of their power-hungry desires. And for Biden, he needs the pandemic panic to continue because it gives him something to bounce off against. Right? The for a while, Trump was the enemy. Right? Was it, whatever, whatever Trump hates, we like. And whatever Trump likes, we hate. But Trump's no longer in the picture. So now they need something else to blame as the existential crisis justifying $10 trillion in spending and a complete remolding of the American economy. Well, in the past, Democrats have tried climate change. But here's the problem. Americans don't care about climate change. They really don't. Look at the polls. If you look at America's priorities, Americans think that climate change is like number 15 on their list of priorities. As well, it should be. Americans happen to be right about this because the simple fact of the matter is that climate change is a slowly rising temperature over the course of a century. It is not the day after tomorrow where a tsunami wipes through New York and then freezes. So most Americans correctly say, I am not going to radically alter my lifestyle so that the temperature is lowered by a minute percentage of a degree Celsius over the course of the next century. Especially because if it's just an individual, it doesn't make any sense. Like your personal carbon consumption will make no difference. The only way that carbon consumption makes a serious difference is if there is a technological shift. If there's a technological shift away from carbon-based fossil fuels, or if there's a global carbon tax, neither of which is going to happen. If the first happens, you're not going to have to worry about it because the technology will be good and you'll want it. If the second happens, a global carbon tax, I will eat my hat. The little one on top of my head, that one, that specific one, there will never be a global carbon tax. It's not going to happen. China and India are not going to get on board with a global carbon tax that's, that makes their development that much more difficult. Okay, so Americans don't look at climate change as a crisis large enough to justify remolding the American economy. So that basically leaves COVID. But the problem for Biden is that COVID is waning. So if you're Joe Biden and you need to push $10 trillion in additional spending and a complete remolding of the American economy, and you can't rely on climate change to do it because Americans aren't into it. And you can't really rely on income inequality to do it because, frankly, Americans aren't into that either. So long as all ships are rising, Americans don't really care all that much about income inequality, no matter how much Bernie Sanders mules about it. Okay, so that means that you need to prolong an actual crisis, right? COVID-19 was an actual crisis for a year, and now it is no longer an actual crisis because whoever wants a vaccine can get a vaccine. Whoever doesn't want a vaccine, 
but they have to get a vaccine because the reality is these vaccines are incredibly, incredibly effective for the people who get them. Really, the only reason that we're even worried about herd immunity, given the efficacy level of these particular vaccines, is for the peculiarly vulnerable, namely people who are elderly and with a compromised immune system who can't have the vaccine, or people who have cancer, people who have leukemia, particularly vulnerable people. That's the only reason that herd immunity really matters, because these vaccines are so incredibly powerful. Again, because if you've had the vaccine, normally herd immunity matters when a vaccine is like 50 or 60 percent protective, then you need a lot of people to have it so that the vectors of transmission are reduced dramatically. And therefore, the 50% protection is really more about reducing the R, the reproduction rate. But if you have a vaccine that basically stops COVID in its tracks, then it doesn't matter if your neighbor has had the COVID vaccine or not. So what you're talking about really when it comes to herd immunity is peculiarly vulnerable people who can't have the COVID vaccine for any wide variety of reasons. In any case, what this amounts to is that the Biden administration wants to prolong the COVID mentality. They want to prolong it. It justifies what they are doing. And they're prolonging it by basically lying to you about how good these vaccines are. They're lying to you about what you need to do once you have had a vaccine. And and these are lies. They are not backed by any data. They are not backed by the science. When Joe Biden came into office and he said, oh, the science is back. Aside from asking whether babies are babies in the womb or whether men are men and women are women, somebody should have asked Joe Biden, can you provide any scientific data at all that you should be wearing a mask on a Zoom session with other world leaders? Like, what are you doing? How is that science? How is that science should be the key question asked to the Biden administration? Because they have no answers when it comes to how they've been handling COVID and masking. We'll get to that in just one second, because what they've been saying is just absurd. First, let us talk about the fact that if you want to live in true comfort, you need a great sofa, right? You're on your sofa a lot of the time. And I'll tell you, my favorite sofa in my house is an all-form sofa. So you've heard me talk about Helix before, right? They make a mattress that is personalized to you, and it's just fantastic. We have one. Well, Helix has just launched a company called Allform. They're making premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped directly to your door. So what makes an all-form sofa really cool? Well, for starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick your fabric. It is spill, stain, scratch resistant. The sofa color, the color of the leg, sofa size, shape. Make sure it is perfect for you and your home. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. There's something for everyone. And you can always start small and buy more seats later on if you want your all-form sofa to grow and change with you when you move. All-form sofas are also delivered directly to your door. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, you'd need to hire someone to come and assemble it in your home or you break your back trying to put it together yourself. All-form has a simple, quick assembly. No tools needed. I have an all-form sofa. It is fantastic. It's super comfortable, so comfortable that when we have guests, they sort of tend to fight over who gets to sleep on the all-form sofa. They also have a forever warranty, literally forever. And again, you get to try it for 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. It's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Ben's the best sofa. Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash Ben. That is allform.com slash Ben. Okay, so yesterday, the CDC put out a chart. Okay, and again, I think that right now, the CDC, the Biden administration, they are operating along the lines of a religious authority when it comes to masking. And Democrats are picking up on this. Members of the media are picking up on this. Mask wearing is no longer about protecting others for a lot of people. Mask wearing is now about demonstrating your religious fealty to quote unquote, to science, not real science. The science is promoted by the Biden administration. It's, it's to promote how, how strong, you, it shows how seriously you take COVID if you completely ignore the science on COVID. And which is why you have the spectacle of Joy Reid saying that yesterday, she literally said on air that when she is jogging outside, she double masks. Which, I mean, honestly, as a general rule, folks, if anyone 
wants to protect themselves from COVID 100%, you could just put a plastic bag over your head. There are other side effects and other risks. But I'm just putting that out there. Here is Joy Reid saying something that is scientifically nonsensical. And the fact that, I mean, it is so funny. It is science denial to suggest that COVID is not dangerous, particularly for the elderly. And we heard for a year that that was science denial. It is science denial to say that if you are in a crowded area and COVID is widespread, that wearing a mask is of no impact or effect whatsoever. Okay, that is a certain level of science denial. It is just as equally science denial to suggest that you should be jogging outside after having been vaccinated. Joy Reid has been vaccinated and she's jogging outside and she's double masking because this is not about intelligence. I don't think Joy Reid is a complete moron. I think she's like half stupid, but it's not about her level of intelligence. It's about her level of religious fealty. As a religious person, there are certain people who just signal to you religiosity, right? In every religion, there's the person, if you're a Christian, there's the person who has to wear the biggest cross at church. And if you're Jewish, there's the person who has to wear, you know, the blackest hat, right? Like there's always sort of religious signs that you give to other people as to how religious you are. When it comes to leftism, the mask has become a religious item. It's the rosary bead of leftism. Okay, so here is Joy Reid explaining that she double masks outside while jogging after having been vaccinated, which I'm sorry is crazy. And Dr. Gupta, I am among the fully vaccinated, uh, joined Team Pfizer, uh, and I did go jogging today in the park. Uh, and I did, this was the mask that I wore with a doctor's mask under it. And most of the people that I saw that were in the park, the park was packed. I would say like 95% of the people still had masks on. There are people who are getting really upset about that. I won't name them. Should people be freaking out that some people like myself who are vaccinated are still wearing masks outdoors? Should we do that? Okay, and... The doctor says, well, no, actually, that's that's kind of dumb, right? The CDC even now is saying, OK, but even if the CDC hadn't said that, it was always dumb. Yeah, they shut down every park in L.A. They shut down all the hiking trails. It was idiotic. Now, do I care whether Joy Reid decides to spend the rest of her life running around outdoors wearing double masks? No, if she wants to make herself miserable, have at it. It's a free country. You can be as dumb as you want to be. She ain't hurting anybody by wearing the mask. But she happens to be a major media figure who is now promulgating misinformation to the public. OK, and, and the. The Biden administration is promulgating misinformation to the public. So finally, here is the CDC chart. This is the dumbest crap I have ever seen. The CDC put out a chart, and it is not rooted in science at all, at all. Okay, and it's just contradictory, self-contradictory in a thousand different ways. So the way that this chart works is on the left-hand side of the chart, you have unvaccinated people. On the right-hand side of the chart, you have fully vaccinated people. And then it tells you whether you should mask or not mask. Okay, so it says when you walk, run, or bike outdoors with members of your household, fully vaccinated people can be unmasked and unvaccinated people can be unmasked. Well, thank you, CDC. That's, that's great. When you attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated family and friends, whether you're unvaccinated or vaccinated, you can be unmasked. Now, if you attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people, they say that unvaccinated people should mask up and fully vaccinated people don't have to. Now, here's where the, the lack of science starts to come in. First of all, if you're in a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people, and um, people are socially distanced in any way at all, even if you're not vaccinated, you don't have to mask up. If you're six feet away from somebody and you're outdoors, you're fine. Okay, that is what the science shows. Again, the science has shown this for a year. Then we get to dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households. They say this is not safe. If you're unvaccinated, it is unsafe to dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households. If you're fully vaccinated, you're fine. You can dine outdoor with friends. Now, again, there's a lot of data to show that dining outdoors doesn't do anything. Like, there's no data to show that if you dine outdoors, 
with friends who are unvaccinated and you're unvaccinated, you're going to get COVID. It's a lie. Okay, they tried to promulgate this in New York. It was a lie. They tried to promulgate it in LA. It was a lie. It is just not true. There is no data to support this. Finally, this is with regard to outdoor activities. This is my favorite. They say, attend a crowded outdoor event, like a live performance, parade, or sports event. Now we're going to get unscientific on both sides of this chart. Unvaccinated people, they say, are not safe. It is very unsafe, right? They should mask, and it's still unsafe. Okay, so here's the thing. All of last summer, you told us that it was fine and praiseworthy for people to protest for George Floyd by the numbers of 20 million people. You said that was fine and good because racism is a public health crisis. Now, the CDC is like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. So, um, yeah, sure. You're full of crap. Okay, and then when it comes to fully vaccinated people, they say that if you're fully vaccinated, you should still be masking up outside at crowded events. No, you should not. There's no evidence to this. Once you're fully vaccinated, the idea that if you're outdoors at a crowded event, you're passing COVID is insane. No data. I mean, literally, you can't cite a study. There are no studies. Understand that I'm not making the claim that I know better than the scientists. I am making the claim that the scientists at the CDC are not paying attention to any study. They cannot cite a single study demonstrating that large outdoor gatherings with people who are vaccinated, that the vaccinated are passing this thing. They can't cite any data to that effect whatsoever. None. Okay, that's not how vaccinations work. In fact, you'll recall that Anthony Fauci went on national TV and he was whining about the fact that Texas Rangers had an opening baseball game and 40,000 people showed up and a huge number of those people were vaccinated. Okay, and the idea, well, they're, they're gonna, probably they're gonna see a spike. I mean, I, I don't think it's it. There was no spike, nothing happened. You know why? Because Anthony Fauci has not been relying on the science throughout this pandemic. Anthony Fauci has been relying on his gut and his gut always says, shut things down. Well, I don't know why you should rely on that because frankly, his only credibility is as a scientist. Unless he is citing a study to back what he is saying, he is full of crap. Okay, and that is true for all of these public health officials. Their job is to convey science to you. Their job is not to convey their personal feelings. When Rochelle Walensky goes on national TV and she says, I just have a feeling of impending doom. You remember she did this? It was like three weeks ago. She went on national TV. She's like, I feel impending doom, impending doom. And I said, um, I don't care what you feel. What does the science say? Well, it turns out she was totally wrong. Here's Rochelle Walensky yesterday saying that her feelings of doom had subsided magically. You know, some of us didn't have a feeling of doom because some of us were looking at the actual science. Why am I looking at the science more strictly than Rochelle Walensky, who heads the CDC? Several weeks ago when I had this feeling of impending doom and I, and I articulated that and I had, um, you know, case races going, rates going up, vaccines, uh, uh, vaccinations growing, but not where we needed to be and, and deaths continuing to climb. As I look at the curve now, it's stabilizing, it's coming down. Um, the vaccinations have continued to grow um, in, in an extraordinary way. I, I think we really do need to get more and more people vaccinated. Okay, so um, why do I pay any attention to you? Why, why, why do, literally, I literally don't understand why I'm supposed to pay attention to her feelings of impending doom or not impending doom. She was wrong. I said at the time she was wrong. And it turns out she was wrong because I was following the data and she was not. And she's the head of the damn CDC. Okay, so let's go back to this, this CDC chart because we just did the outdoors. Now we get to the indoors on the CDC chart. Okay, here's what the CDC now says you can do indoors. Okay, the CDC says that you can do all of the following if you are fully vaccinated, but you are supposed to mask. You can visit a barber or hair salon. You can go to an uncrowded indoor shopping center or museum, ride public transport with limited occupancy, attend a small indoor gathering of fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people from multiple households, go to an indoor movie theater, attend a full capacity worship service, sing in an indoor chorus. 
eat in an indoor restaurant or bar, or participate in an indoor high-intensity exercise class if you are fully vaccinated, as long as you're wearing a mask. That's ridiculous. Again, there is no evidence that if you are vaccinated, you are passing the disease. You can do whatever you want and you don't have to wear a mask. Why does this matter? Because this is just top-down government control. It is not rooted in data. It is not rooted in science. Then you have what you can do if you're unvaccinated, right? They say that you can visit a barber or hair salon so long as you wear a mask. Or if you're Nancy Pelosi, you don't actually have to wear a mask, it turns out. You can go to an uncrowded indoor shopping center or a museum, ride public transport with limited occupancy, or attend a small indoor gathering of fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people from multiple households so long as you are wearing a mask. And then they say it's very unsafe to go to an indoor movie theater if you wear a mask, which again, there's no data that this thing is being passed on mass in movie theaters. If you're wearing a mask, it's been true for a long time, you can go to a movie theater. There, there are pretty good studies on this. Attend a full capacity worship service if you are wearing a mask, they say, that is unsafe. Eating at an indoor restaurant or bar or part- like, okay, fine. But the right side of this chart, the fully vaccinated people side of the chart, there is no data to suggest you need to wear a mask once you are vaccinated. Let me repeat, there is no data to suggest this. Even people who think you should wear a mask admit there's no data to suggest that you're really passing this thing. So, for example, Rochelle Walensky said, you know, the, the real reason that the vaccinated should wear the masks is it's not because the vaccinated are going to pass this. It's because non-vaccinated people shouldn't infect each other. This doesn't even make any sense. This is like straight out of her colon. I don't know what the hell this is supposed to mean. She says the vaccinated should continue to wear the masks so that people who are non-vaccinated don't infect each other. Right, but I'm vaccinated. So why am I wearing a mask? Oh, so those two people I don't know don't infect each other. What? Excuse me? So you're telling me that I, who am not driving, should wear a seatbelt so that the two people who are driving don't crash into each other and die for not wearing seatbelts. I don't understand. What are you talking about? I'm not driving. Like, what? What? Here's Rochelle Walensky saying something that is completely anti-logic and anti-science, but we're supposed to take it for granted because she works for the CDC, the uh, the all-knowing CDC. With regard to why people um, who are vaccinated are wearing masks indoors, um, I think what we really need to convey here is we still have 50,000 cases a day. We do believe that vaccinated people are much safer when they're wearing those masks indoors, as indicated by the the green on the right side of that graphic. And right now, it's very hard to, uh, to tease apart who is vaccinated, where they are in the vaccination. So it's not just to protect themselves, but largely to protect others and really to protect the unvaccinated. What are you talking about? Okay, what was the scientific source she cited right there? The chart. Who made the chart? She did. What's your sourcing on vaccinated people spreading this to unvaccinated people? There is no sourcing. She doesn't bother with the data because the data don't matter. It ain't about that. It's about this religious adherence to the idea that masks are the be all end all after you have a cure. Okay, the vaccines are magic. Okay, the vaccines are incredible. Why are you talking down the vaccines? I don't understand. I mean, I do, because again, I think this is largely about power. Now, the, the amazing thing is the, the split message, right? Like none of this makes any sense, right? Walensky yesterday, she said, you know, outdoor transmission isn't large. You should be able to unmask if you're vaccinated. Well, th- thank you for your permission, lady, a year late. I re- really appreciate that. But the entire Biden administration is giving you double messaging. So they're not double masking, they're double messaging. Right? On the one hand, they're like, yeah, well, you know, if you're fully vaccinated and you're indoors, you should still be wearing a mask because those two people you don't know might infect each other because maybe they're not vaccinated. All right, that, that makes no sense. But at the same time, you have high-level members of the Biden administration, including the president himself, saying, you know, there are great benefits to being able to be vaccinated. Like, the benefits are, are so rich. I mean, sure, I'm still masking. I'm fully vaccinated, and I mask up on Zoom calls like a moron. But you know what? 
that's that's fine because, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to keep America safe. None of this makes any sense. Okay, so Biden was asked yesterday, your own CDC says that you um, don't need to wear a mask outdoors. By the way, you're fully vaccinated. You don't need to wear a mask anywhere. Joe Biden is the safest person in America from COVID. Joe Biden has been double vaxxed. He is fine. He, he is not dying of COVID. Okay, and that is despite being in like the key demographic group that dies of COVID. He is fine now. He is good. He is good to go. Okay, Israel has basically reached herd immunity and no one is dying of COVID over there. Countries that have heavy levels of vaccination, ain't nobody dying of COVID, specifically among the elderly population. So Joe Biden yesterday was asked, so dude, why are you wearing a mask outside if uh, you are vaccinated? I don't understand. And here was Joe Biden's garbage answer. And you chose to wear a mask, sir, you chose to wear a mask. You chose to wear a mask as you walked out here. What message were you sending by wearing a mask outside alone? By watching me take it off and not put it back on till I get inside. <laughs> That's a, what? That, that, hmm? And then he does his, I'm wearing sunglasses and I drive an old car smile. I, I don't, what? The, the, yes, you did convey the message that you will put the mask when, on when you get back inside. But why were you wearing it at all? At all. Again, the goal here is to generate a palpable fear that is not justified. Your fear is not justified of this virus once you are vaccinated. You need to stop now. You can do what you want. It's a free country. But everybody should understand that you're being a paranoid lunatic if you are vaccinated and you are wearing a mask outside. This makes you a lunatic. Okay, it is a lunacy for you to be wearing a mask outside if you are fully vaccinated. By the way, it makes you mostly maniacal if you're wearing a mask inside after you're vaccinated. There is no data to support this. None. The CDC will announce it in a year because they're late on everything. But if you can cite to me studies suggesting that the vaccinated are passing this thing in large numbers or obtaining this thing in large numbers, I am, I am eager to see them. So far, no data has been presented of this. And yet Joe Biden, who's like, yeah, I still wear a mask when I go on Zoom calls. He's like, if you're vaccinated, you can do more things. Really name the things. Seriously, I'd love to know the things. The bottom line is clear. If you're vaccinated, you can do more things more safely, both outdoors as well as indoors. For So for those who haven't gotten their vaccination yet, especially if you're younger or think you don't need it, this is another great reason to go get vaccinated now. Go get vaccinated so you can go back to wearing a mask just like you would if you were unvaccinated. Again, see, that's the weird part of the chart. Go back to the chart for one second. This all-knowing chart, the magic chart. Notice that whether you are unvaccinated or fully vaccinated, you're supposed to wear a mask everywhere indoors. Your behavior has not changed one iota. You haven't gained any freedom, according to Joe Biden. So at the same time, he's like, yeah, you know, let's get vaccinated and we can do more things. You can't do any more things. You can do exactly the same things as you could before, except now you've had a couple of shots. So congrats. Congrats. And this has become a left-right thing because the left, again, is attached to the idea that the government needs to run your life, that the government without data gets to run your life. There's a whole MSNBC panel yesterday defending forcing kids to wear masks outdoors. This is nuts. I'm sorry, forcing your child to wear a mask outdoors is crazy towns. I do think children are not a significant risk, but it's a risk that I don't want to take with my child. And they've gotten comfortable with wearing masks. And in fact, the adults are complaining about it more than the children themselves. Yeah, kids are adaptable. The same hosts on Fox who every night tell us that our, chaos, that our cities are in chaos with violent crime out of control are now telling us, call the police if you see a parent trying to care for their child 
and keep them healthy. The police don't need their calls. In fact, in many states, a false report to the police and specifically a false claim of child abuse is a crime. Yeah, they're all going off on Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson suggested on his show, sarcastically, perfectly obvious, that there's this game that people in the media like to play, which is if you say something that's a joke or sarcastic, they just pretend you're serious so they can critique the point, right? They, they do this with me all the time. And it's, it's a point of high irritation. They did the same thing with Tucker. What Tucker was saying is you got a bunch of morons out there who've been calling the, the cops on people who are unmasked outdoors. And he's saying it's significantly more maniacal to make a two-year-old mask outdoors. So if you're going to call the cops on people who are unmasked outdoors running around, then frankly, we should call the cops on you, right? That's what he's saying. He doesn't mean you should actually call the cops on somebody who's got their two-year-old wearing a mask outdoors or anything. But he happens to be correct. The two-year-olds should not be wearing masks outdoors because that's crazy. And when you have this woman on TV who's like, yeah, you know, I'm still, I don't want to risk my child that way. You're not risking your child. I have three children. You think I want my kids to die? Are you out of your mind? My kids are not going to die of COVID because they are children. They are children. The number of kids who have died of COVID in the United States out of the hundreds of thousands of cases of diagnosed COVID among kids who are under the age of 10, hundreds of thousands of diagnosed cases is under 250. For small children, this thing is significantly less deadly than the flu. And that was without the vaccines. That was with, with an R rate that was actually pretty high. That was with people getting this at a higher rate. And yet you still have morons on MSNBC letting people know you should be very worried. You should really be worried. You should, you should consistently think about the threat level of COVID. There's only one reason to push this. It's become a religious mania. This is a moral panic and it's a religious mania and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that is Joe Biden's fault. That is the fault of the media. And they're so damned reactionary that they couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. They couldn't watch Trump say silly things about COVID and then be like, yeah, what he's saying here is not right. But sometimes he says things that are right. They just couldn't do it. They went full main maniacal lockdown mode. COVID's going to be here forever. The risk has to be zero. We have to be at zero caseload. Dr. Fauci, let's light, let's light candles to Dr. Fauci and we'll wear religious icons of Dr. Fauci and we'll give Fauci awards if we're the New York Times and we'll pretend that COVID is still out there haunting your life even after you're vaccinated. I don't know what to tell you. This is a religious mania at this point. And the Biden administration is pushing it because it's part of a broader agenda. And the broader agenda, as always, is to control more of your life, grab more power. It's, it's amazing. The same people who are such, who are such strong critics of, of organized religion. They say, oh, religion's about power and grabbing power and people at the top of the hierarchy grabbing power. They don't even acknowledge that that's exactly what they are doing. This is all being used as an excuse to ram through world-breaking economic changes and systemic changes that don't make any sense, all because you're supposed to still be worried about a virus that is not only on the wane once you are vaccinated, you are golden. You're fine. This is the reason why it's a problem, like it's a general messaging problem. Again, you can do whatever you want. You want to be a worry ward who sits in your basement all day thinking that after you're double vaxxed, you need COVID masks or whatever. You want to do that? Make it your daily life. Be as miserable as you want to be. It's a free country. But stop pretending that you're promulgating good information. You're not. You're a damned liar. All right. In just a second, we're going to get to another damned liar, the president of the United States. I know that the Washington Post shut down their, their lie counter on Joe Biden. They did. They had a lie counter going on Donald Trump because he was lying so much. But Joe Biden is so honest, as honest as the day is long. So they shut down their lie counter, did Glenn Kessler over at the Washington Post. But Joe Biden is a habitual liar. He's been lying throughout his entire career, and he's lying now. So tonight, he's going to give a fake State of the Union address, which, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little excited to see it, mainly because every time Joe Biden speaks for more than six minutes, it's like watching Nick Walenda walk over a volcano. I don't know what's going to happen. The suspense is extraordinary, right? Is he... 
It could end with the exact same result as Nick Wallenda walking on a tightrope over a volcano. Except Nick Wallenda is better at walking a tightrope than, than Joe Biden is at staying sentient for more than about seven minutes at a time. So him speaking for an hour should be riveting TV. I mean, riveting and kind of horrifying because like, is the train going to run directly off the rails here? And just try to run Harrison Ford down in that ravine off the side of the railway in the future. In any case, we'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the power of beards. Beards, manly men. Grow beards, grill meat, drink handcrafted booze. I will admit to being very, very jealous of the beards of people like my friend Jeremy Boring, my business partner, and Matt Walsh. Those are some, that's magnificent facial foliage. Well, here's the thing. Thanks to the manliest giveaway ever, some lucky dude will be doing those things for free. Enter to win a stash of goods from Beard Supply, Meat Church, Desert Door, Howler Brothers, and more. Perfect brands for the red-blooded, bearded American male. One lucky bearded winner will get a stash of beard oils and grooming essentials from Beard Supply, tools for grilling and leather care, and a $200 shopping spree with the outdoor menswear brand Howler Brothers. Up your man game with a stash of goods. Enter the Beard Supply Spring Giveaway. Go to beardsupply.com slash giveaway. That's beardsupply.com slash giveaway. And good luck. Let me remind you, you know, listen, I would love to grow a beard. I've had people who have requested that I grow a beard. And I will say that the stubble looks good, but it also adds years. And I I have to look young and fresh. But in my dreams, I have like a ZZ Top beard and I look like a a rabbi from from Mayesha Aram or something. In any case, if you want to have a great beard, head on over to beardsupply.com slash giveaway right now. Also, join us tonight for a special episode of Backstage, where we'll be finally watching Joe Biden's first congressional speech live and going, time. it'll be more exciting that we're going to be analyzing this. But like I say, the real suspense is like the same as the suspense in watching Joe Biden go up the stairs to Air Force One, which should always be live broadcast because you never know what's going to happen. Biden has kept us waiting. The speech historically takes place in March. Frankly, I was hoping that if COVID was going to kill anything, it would be the State of the Union address. I hate the State of the Union address. I think it's hot garbage. I think it's monarchical crap. But he will be speaking to a half full room of, of his friends. As you know, we are ready to give him a highly entertaining piece of our minds. It streams tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central on dailywire.com on our YouTube channel, Daily Wire. Also, another high energy episode of Candace is coming at you this Friday, this week. Candace hosts political commentator and interviewer Dave Rubin, where they will have a lot to discuss, including the recall election of California Governor Gavin Newsom and his new opponent, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, that's a serious thing, because this is the world we now occupy. Oh, Lord, every day we grow further from God's light. Subscribe now and stream Candace live on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, only on Daily Wire, and get 25% off a new membership with code Candace at dailywire.com slash subscribe. Also, make sure you grab the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever your platform of choice may be. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Candace today. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. All righty. So tonight, Joe Biden is going to speak, or at least he's supposed to speak, and then we'll all watch with bated breath to see whether he actually makes it through his speech. He's going to propose another $2 trillion package. So just to get this straight, since his election, he's proposed a $4 trillion budget, $2 trillion in blowout COVID spending that we didn't need, $2 trillion in infrastructure spending that has nothing to do with infrastructure, and now $2 trillion to expand education and safety net programs. So by my count, this is about $10 trillion that he has proposed in spending in his first three months on the job. That's crazy towns. Okay, that's nuts. We already have a record national debt. I know some people on the right didn't care about the national debt when Trump was president. I did. I talked about it. I talked about how we were spending too much money and how it was deeply irresponsible. 
Try taking that and then multiplying it by a factor of like two and a half, and you get to exactly where Joe Biden is today. Donald Trump was blowing out the budget at the tune of about $4 trillion a year. Joe Biden is suggesting blowing out the budget at the tune of $10 trillion. Okay, for, for people on the left to say, well, Republicans have no credibility here. Republicans overspend, but there is a difference between overspending to the tune of $4 trillion and overspending to the tune of, you know, $10 trillion. The, the superheating of the American dollar, I mean, the dollar is going to explode. Okay, the dollar is going to decrease in value in extraordinary ways over the coming years. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is making it impossible for if you have any money to invest it anywhere. There are going to be real impacts to the stuff that he's talking about. But Joe Biden is going for broke. And the reason he's going for broke is basically he's a one-term president. He wants to make his mark before he leaves. That's all this is. That's the only reason I can explain what he's doing. Because again, he gained office on the promise that he was going to be a moderate who worked with the other side and who took a slow incremental approach to government and restored normalcy. And here he is proposing $2 trillion of spending essentially every three weeks of his presidency which is nuts. According to the Washington Post, the White House on Wednesday unveiled a $1.8 trillion spending and tax plan aimed at dramatically expanding access to education and safety net programs for families. The package cannot be implemented without congressional approval. Many Republicans have offered a cool reception to the scope of tax increases and the spending that Biden has tried to advance. But the White House's new American Families Plan provides Congress with details of the president's domestic agenda, setting down markers for negotiations later this year. Now, spare me the notion that Democrats are deeply concerned about helping American families. This is the same group of people who have routinely downplayed the importance of the nuclear family in American life and have attempted to destroy all of the of the institutions that help out families in the social sphere, particularly with regard to religious communities and churches. This idea that they're out there to defend American families, no, what they're really out there to do is make the government father again, right? just as it was in the 1960s, to the great detriment of so many actual families around the United States. Biden's plan, according to the Washington Post, proposes a suite of domestic policies that would collectively represent a marked change in how Americans interact with the federal government. The White House says its proposal would provide every American with two years of tuition-free community college. Question, what does that have to do with families? Why is it important that you have two years of tuition-free community college? One of the good things about not funding free community college is that you are not paying people to go to a crappy junior arts college and get a degree in nothing. It turns out that if you want to get a degree in science in a STEM field, there are plenty of banks willing to offer you a student loan. You know why? Because you'll probably repay it. The thing about education loans is there's no collateral. So when banks don't want to give you a loan for your education, maybe the reason is because you are getting a, a degree in a useless subject. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, you may have noticed we're experiencing a ton of global instability as primary season continues. How are you protecting your family in the midst of all of this chaos and nonsense? The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, war, political, and economic upheaval, dating all the way back to biblical times. That, of course, would be gold. It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold can help you create a well-thought-out, balanced investment strategy. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold without paying a penny out of pocket. Diversify into gold today. Just text Ben to 989898 for a free info kit. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to check out Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898. Claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Smart investors diversify. And when you look at the pace of inflation over the past several years, you can see financial instability is the new way of the world. Text Ben to 989898 to get started with Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898 and talk to my friends over at Birch Gold. Okay, but now we're all supposed to fund your journey of self-discovery in college. You ever notice how the language surrounding what college was supposed to be changed? 
Right? College used to be, okay, we're going to train you for a job. You'll learn something about citizenship. You'll learn sort of the things that everybody must know. Now it's like you go to college to find yourself and have the college experience. I don't want to pay for your summer camp. I'm not interested. I went to college not all that long ago. And I can tell you, there are people there who are serious about learning. They're what we used to call at UCLA South Campus majors, you know, the STEM fields. And then there are the people who are there to party and get decent grades and then move on to law school or just get a degree, have the credential, and then move on into the job force and party and mostly party and also party. This is why there's such focus on you have to be, have the college experience, the college life. We all know what that's code for. Okay, so now Joe Biden wants you to pay for it. Pre-kindergarten for all three and four-year-olds, which makes perfect sense, except for the fact that Head Start has been one of the largest failures in American governmental history. If you look at the record of Head Start, it has provided virtually no benefit to the kids who have been a part of Head Start. Also, as people like Elizabeth Warren used to suggest, right? She wrote a book called The Two-Income Trap back when she was actually an interesting politician in the early 2000s. Elizabeth Warren suggested that perhaps funding things like universal childcare or early education actually drove families to put both members of the of the parental crew in the workforce, artificially driving up housing prices, artificially creating shortages in the labor force and creating unemployment. And by the way, giving kids a worse quality of life in many cases, because it turns out the kids generally do better with mom or dad at home than they do in a random daycare facility. Again, this is not a referendum on whether women should work. I don't care. When I was at, when I was at home, when I, when I was a kid, my dad was at home with us and my mom worked. Right now, my wife is a doctor, right? I'm all in favor of women who want to work working. But the notion that you have to incentivize a family for both parents to work, that has to be the incentive for both families to work. And we're going to make an actual, we're going to down, we are going to essentially make it harder for women to stay home and fathers to work or the opposite is not actually good public policy. Paid family and medical leave for American workers, which again, this, this is basically designed to alleviate the consequences of personal choice, right? The idea is that no one should, should lose benefit in their, their career trajectory for taking time out of the American workforce. Question, why? Why? I, I, it's a choice. We all have choices. Those choices come with consequences. The great lie of modern society is that you can have everything you want and that somebody else will pay for it. That ain't the way real life works. Okay, but that is Joe Biden's proposal. The plan also calls for devoting hundreds of billions of dollars to fighting child poverty and ensuring affordable child care nationwide, again, to try and ram people into the workforce. Also, the idea of devoting hundreds of billions to fighting child poverty, what they mean by that is signing checks to parents. That has never been an effective way of fighting child poverty. The left believes the way you fight poverty in the long run is just you sign people checks. That is not effective. We have spent $22 trillion in the war on poverty. Precisely the same percentage of Americans are living under the poverty line now as we're living under the poverty line when we started the war on poverty. The way that you actually get out of poverty is you incentivize good choices. You incentivize things like waiting to have babies until you are financially stable and getting married and getting a job, right? These are the ways you actually get kids out of poverty, not by signing checks. If signing checks just got kids out of poverty, fewer kids would be in poverty today. That's for damn sure, since we've been signing checks at record rates for decades in the United States. To pay for all of this, White House officials are proposing $1.5 trillion in tax hikes. Oh yeah, that, that, that won't have any downside. Also, they're going to spend $80 billion on the IRS, toss $80 billion at the worst agency in American life. And they're going to double the capital gains tax for people earning more than a million bucks a year, which makes perfect sense. We're going to destroy the value of the dollar and then give people no place to put their money. Brilliant. Well, Bitcoin to the moon, gang. All righty. Well, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. Plus, tonight we'll be back here to actually analyze the 
Joe Biden's speech. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Knowles Show. He will be discussing Liz Cheney's potential presidential run. You can hear more details about this over on Michael's show. That is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. An improbable Republican floats a bid for president. A bunch of states pass excellent regulation. And BLM gets caught with its fingers in the cookie jar. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.